Black to the garden. Mind your herbs like you mind your business Like to the garden like it's eating Can I get a witness? Going hard and now we eating about that health and fitness Health is wealth, work the land Producing natural riches Urban gardens in my hood with spaces limited Had came from ancestors Now we flipping near Irregardless of our set sides and differences We all eat and hunger is our common nemesis So we drilling on the ops with vegetable crops Raised beds of container gardens on rooftops North facing aluminum by sun rays, we eating good like Granny's house on Sundays. In the field with big steel, never tap out. The farmers market popping like a trap house. I'm on the path to liberation, get the maps out. Ain't no business like grow business, we cash out. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Your Herbs podcast. I'm your host Tim. With me, as always, is the lovely and illustrious. Erica Plants for Gardening Under Influence. How are you doing today, Erica? I am doing well. How are you, Tim and Malcolm? Hey, I'm doing great. great. Can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, today, we have a lovely guest, Whitney Litsey, the brown girl bees. The brown girl beekeeping. How are you doing today, Whitney? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. No problem, no problem. Glad to have you. So first, I'm I'm like so curious. What are the benefits of bees, and like what inspired you to even want to want to even do beekeeping? Listen, this really goes way back. Uh, it was all about money. Ever since I was a little girl, I don't know, there was this fixation on money. Like I sold marbles for money. My grandmother, she was this older Southern lady. And so she'd have like smoked ham. And I'll never forget mm. one time she gave me the jaw of the ham and it, uh, the hog and it had the teeth in it. And my brother, they were losing their teeth and um, they were getting money for it. I put the hog jaw under my pillow because I wanted money for my teeth. Wow. Really, it's, it's the deep root of money in me. I, <laughs> I mean, I've always kind of been around a garden in a sense. Both of my grandparents mm-hmm. had one, my father had one. And um, I moved back home about two years ago and started a garden, which I had started back about six years ago, back gardening. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted the highest yield. I wanted to take to the market just researching ways to get the highest yield, the best produce, yeah. and beekeeping was the answer. Uh, pollination was the answer. Yeah. I'm not to the uh, part where I'm actually going to the market and making a profit or anything because my family eats out of the garden. So mm-hmm. <laughs> first. that's but, cool. Uh, that's money, cool. <laughs> look, money is the answer. Hey, that hustle, <laughs> that hustle. I'm loving it. That's yeah, super that's cool. That's super cool. She said she was selling marbles. <laughs> Maybe it's the ingenuity of somebody else's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, so all you do is put some teeth under there, you get money. My mom's at the uh, home smell like smoked meat for a week and she couldn't figure it out until she changed my sheets. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's how beekeeping. It was money. (laughs) That's cool. So um what's what's been like the biggest challenge with um with starting this beekeeping journey and going on this beekeeping journey? I haven't really had any challenges, to be honest. I mean, uh, 
I'm gonna say, I am gonna say this. Um, one of the biggest challenges I've had is going into a room and no one in there looks like me. And yeah. you, you kind of don't want to ask the wrong. I don't. I've never really cared about asking what people call a quote unquote dumb question. I don't think there's a such thing as that. But just uh, getting in those rooms and knowing I'm in safe spaces uh, where I can ask questions, I can be myself. That that's been the biggest challenge for me. But outside of that. And there, there haven't been any challenges. That's pretty cool. I love, I love that. Like, there's been no challenges. Like that, just that mindset. It's, it's just we just going forward. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I, right. know, I just feel like you can't fail. Like, uh, everything is a learning experience. All right, this wasn't a fail. Now I know why mm-hmm. not to do this. Why this doesn't work. So. Correct. Yeah. So anybody who's interested in going into apiculture. What would you tell them? Just do it. For one, uh, I would start with researching first. Um, first, I need to know why they want to do it. Some people, just, some of the reasons I've heard have been crazy, but uh, I want to know why they want to do it. People just think it's just cool. They think they just set it out there and forget it, which you kind of do in a sense. But I definitely want want to know why. I would tell them to research, um, join a beekeeping club. Mm-hmm. which is uh, where I started at. I joined a beekeeping club. I was in there maybe a year. Um, I didn't really have a mentor, but I would find people in the club who needed work done on their hives or something they needed done. And suit up. Definitely find a club if you can. Um, Google, YouTube, you know, resources exist that didn't exist in 15 years ago. Um, yeah. So definitely do your research, find a club, Find local events, find events as far off. I think I went to a honey festival and a honey bee festival. And so I'm just out here in the field looking crazy. I'm just like, we're just going to see what happens. And so, yeah, get as involved as you possibly can. Um, connect with people on Facebook. There's so many Facebook and Instagram people that are doing beekeeping. Um, so just make connection with people that are doing what you're, what you're wanting to do or going in the direction that you want to go in. Okay. How 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 much honey were you consuming before you got into beekeeping? A lot. <laughs> um, and I'm talking like twice a day, two, three times a day. But that's because um like my family, they're coffee drinkers, always have been. I'm pretty much a high energy person. When I drink coffee, I'm extremely jittery. So somewhere along the line I fell in love with tea. And okay. at some point, I don't know what happened. I ended up sweetening my tea with honey and it was over for sugar after that. And uh, honey, it gets expensive, especially if you're getting really good honey. And mm-hmm. so that definitely helped motivate me to go ahead and get my own hives. So when you started off, OK, so at this point, are you a commercial grower are you a backyard, uh, urban, or hobbyist? What would you consider yourself? I would say, I mean, urban, I think, is kind of city, mm-hmm. small in the city type apparatus. But um, I would say I'm a hobbyist. Uh, and I'm in a small town. I, I really only have two hives. I had three. I lost one earlier this year. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. It was my fault. Like, I caught the swarm. I didn't, <laughs> look, I didn't lock the queen down like I should have. And I'm just like, they'll be there. They ain't got nowhere to go. And I, they was just like, nah, we don't like this house. We're going somewhere else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I got a qu- question. How, like, okay, how do you 
find the queen or how do y'all how do you pick the queen? Do you like do y'all go to the store and buy a queen or like how do you actually start it with the with the queen bee? So you can purchase queens. Um but what I did, I started with one hive. I have some really good friends in Mississippi that are beekeepers. Um, I went down, helped them work their hives. In exchange, they gave me uh, my first colony of bees and a bunch of honey. And um, after my first year, I was working the hive in the spring, just doing, you know, spring inspection. And I noticed that I had some queen cells, which is, it looks like a peanut hanging on the bottom of the frame. So uh, I had several. I removed quite a few and then... I took that frame with that queen cell on it and I put it in another box with a few of the bees. And uh, once that queen hatched, the bees was like all hell to the queen and they stayed. Mm. And yeah, so I, that's called splitting. So I split it. I went to two. And my goal is to split each hive every year. So hopefully <laughs> in the spring, I'll be going from the two to four. Um, and then whatever swarm I catch, of course. But yeah, so you can make a queen or you can buy queens. And I mean, it's a, it's a fairly simple process. That's pretty cool. Um, are your are hives prone to like disease or anything where something could, I don't, I, re I really don't know the term, but is there like issues with diseases that are keeping the hives clean? I heard you just state that when you got the queen in the colony, they gave you so much honey. Do you have to have so much to start it off with? Yeah, it just depends on the size of the hive. And um, they'll make the honey. They'll forage for the nectar and all the pollen and all that and bring it back into the hive. And bees are extremely neat freaks. Like you can drop a piece of paper in there. A few days later, they've dragged it down to the bottom and pulled So um, they do a excellent job at keeping the hive clean. Um yeah. There are diseases that bees can get. I've been fortunate enough that I haven't had any diseases, but um, my bees do have mite and hive beetles, which are, it's just like having a dog. You know how dogs get a little flea and a tick right. here and there. Um, yeah. They get little pests that bother them as well. And they do a pretty good job. If you have a strong colony, they'll take care of whatever population or whatever is going on in the hive. Um, so you don't really have to do too much. But typically in the fall, you'll treat them for a varroa mites or you'll put something in to catch the beetles if it's a high okay. beetle population. But for the most part, mine have done a phenomenal job at managing anything that came through, um, except for ants. I'm in the country, so right now I got an <laughs> ant problem. I didn't mm. take care of them yesterday because, you know, I had observers, but I'll go back in um, before it gets cold and take care of them. That's pretty cool. Going back to you consuming a lot of uh, honey, what got you to go? F like, what was the thing that switched in your mind and said, okay, I'm not going to consume, just consume this anymore. I'm going to produce this. Uh, it was the garden. It was the garden. So it, it just kind of happened uh, to say, I guess you would say, it just happened. Um, it wasn't like, oh, I'd rather have honey in here, so I'm going to produce honey. Mm -hmm. uh, the garden was what got me into beekeeping. And then my love for honey, that just kind of more. So, yeah, it just kind of went hand in hand with each other. I totally get that because, like, my first year gardening and I was, like, seeing the flowers. I was like, I'm not trying to grow flowers. I'm trying to grow food. And so what I ended up doing is a lot of hand pollination. And a lot of wondering and having to research. The next year when I planted flowers, baby, my harvest and the produce, everything was like tenfold. I could just mm -hmm. step off my porch, hear the whole yard humming, and know yep. that 
everything was go set fruit like ridiculous amounts and so i get Please. how they go hand in hand i used to be terrified of bees now i'd be with my camera for like two minutes an inch from one recording and watching because they are very meticulous creatures yes. it's so intricate how they move so yeah and make sure you catch them in slow motion flip that camera to slow motion mo uh, yes. mode videos yeah just watch them but um, I watch yeah. them. I'm so fascinated right now with the solitary wasps and how they dig through and pick up whole rocks and all <laughs> these little intricate things that we would never realize they do. Um, mm -hmm. They've just got a whole world downstairs and under the ground. And they've built apartments for their babies and then died off. And the babies come out and just know what to do again. Something mm -hmm. about knowing without anybody showing you is something humans really don't have down pack. But for bees, it's just like it's so innate. So, yes, flowers and gardening and bees go hand in hand. Yeah, and I'm going to say this. Since I added bees to the property, um, the things we see have changed. Like the yeah. amount of butterflies we see. Yeah. Uh, the past couple of years since we've had bees, we've had way more hummingbirds than we've had in years. And, yeah. like, I don't think I had seen a hummingbird since I was a little girl on yeah. this property and um, over the last couple of years, they're everywhere. Yeah. And it's crazy. I Gardening became addictive. Me planting, my mother, she loved flowers. She loves flowers. But she had let everything die. And she now 20, 30 rose bushes. I, I'm not. That's wow. generation. Yeah. It's probably wow. about 19. <laughs> She's about 19 flowers. rose bushes. And then she'll have me on abandoned property. Oh, that flower. No, it's pretty. And I know what that's called <laughs> for. That's called for, girl. Dig that flower up and bring it to the house for me. <laughs> so I'm like all on vacant properties, digging up flowers, bringing them home for my mom. And so it's definitely changed. And after I came home and started gardening and added bees, my neighbors, they started back gardening. Yeah. So what I don't have down in my garden, I can always walk up the road to my neighbor's house. So it, it's, it's addictive and it's just this chain reaction going on with it. So definitely. Yeah. Mm. It's definitely cool to be able to go right up the road and get something. Oh, absolutely. And know what came from, where it came from, or right. how these people move, or what their values are, and so you know a little bit more about it. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. Can, can, can you tell like the people like how important <laughs> the roles of bees are in the garden and everything? Like the like because me being uneducated about bees, I was terrified of them until I got into the garden and understood their importance. But right, listen. <laughs> Before I started beekeeping, I didn't even know. Like, I didn't even take in consideration the role they played in food, in almonds. Um, but a lot of people don't realize the majority of the fruits and vegetables that we eat. Things. And so um, they don't understand the importance of bees. <laughs> um, I was watching a documentary. I can't remember what it was, but I think it was... I don't want to say it was China or Japan, but they were um, they had these little feather device on the end of a stick and they're out hand pollinating these pear trees because they don't have bees to pollinate. Yeah. Um, yeah. How places come overpopulated, they've taken over and um, they just didn't have it. So they have to hand pollinate these pears and I was just thinking about how fortunate we are to even realize it. But yeah, mm -hmm. bees are extremely important when it comes down to the food industry. In California, I know um, almond farmers, 
they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for beekeepers, commercial commercial beekeepers to ship their bees. Yeah. Fields. So I'm not to that point. I have no desire to be that big <laughs> with it. Um, but I do want to open up to the community in other areas. I do want to grow a little bit. Mm. I can dig that. And I tell people all the time, like, y'all talk what you want about those bees. But at this rate, some of those countries having to rely, like, hand over foot over on flies and mosquitoes mm-hmm. that pollinate at this point. And we know how much disregard flies and mosquitoes get. Y'all right. please take care of the bees. I do not want to be riding flies and mosquitoes. Right. <laughs> and I can't pollinate nothing. You nothing. Yeah. yeah. I see you on that. Yeah, they're literally having to put trash cans of just trash in their Mm -hmm. their orchards and at least let the flies do the backup because they've killed off the bees and it's no longer sustainable around them. And I I don't want to be there. So let's take care of the bees, y'all. Take care of the the bees and the bees will take care of you. Right. (laughs) So where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, on Facebook, you can find me as Brown Girl Beekeeping. It's the same on Instagram. Um, I'm not really big into Twitter, but I'm just a middle name. I'm Whitney Bechet on Twitter. I only post a couple things there, but I mostly post on Instagram and Facebook. That's cool. That's cool. I'm still. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Sure nothing wrong yeah. with face to face and all the rest of that at all. So, Tim, what is the strand of the day? The strain of the day is brought to you by Cardinal City Cultivation. It is some Super Jack, also known as Super Jack Hera and Super Silver Jack. It's a sativa strain. Uh, Super Jack mixes Super Silver Haze with the illustrious and juggernaut Jack Hera to create a sweet spice blend with a rich, buttery aroma. The potent effects spark creativity and provides an uplifting boost of energy. Super Jack is a great daytime strain that will calm any anxieties and propel you through your day making it even more enjoyable make sure to find your way over and get you some super jack today what's the strain of the day big steel the herb the herb of the day is uh nettle leaves nettle leaves improve prostate health they help with allergies they improve pregnancy health it's anti-inflammatory. They help relieve menopause symptoms, and they they are a stress and tension reliever. And the plant of the day brought to you by Planet Hill and Garden Under Influence LLC. Today, since we're going into winter and the air is going to get a little bit drier, um, our plant of the day will be the Boston Firm. It is the ideal house plant for you and known as a natural humidifier. So um, they're great with air purifying of combating both the formaldehyde, the xylene, xylene, and other unwanted toxins. But if you put this type of fern in your air conditioned rooms, um, it will benefit your dry skin that you suffer from. And um, the side effect is it will help with the air. So um, another thing that you can do with this one is keep it in indirect sunlight because it's a very easy one to grow and check the soil daily to make sure that it's kept moist, but not soaking. Um, They're very efficient, especially in rooms between the temperatures of 50 and 80 degrees. Very cool. Well, this has been an excellent episode. We are so glad that you were able to come on with me. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It was definitely a pleasure. 
Thank no you. Right. Okay, and wait, but Whitney, I know you just stated earlier that you had a lunch and learn. Um, mm -hmm. is, will you be having any other events coming up soon that people can look out for and follow your Facebook for? As far as the bees, I won't do anything else. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm a chef, so I've decided that I'm going to start doing dinners in the garden. Um, just because I hadn't got my restaurant, finished my renovations there. So I'm going to pull the food truck out to the garden and do some uh, private meals out here. Oh, that sounds bomb. What's up? Please keep us posted so we can share Please. those events on Absolutely. the web. Definitely. You guys follow uh, follow my pages, and I'll try to keep them updated with everything I got coming up. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I hope you have a good night. You guys, too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Got my hands in this rich black soil. Breaking ground for a kingdom that's royal. We fruitful and multiply, that's word. I'm in the garden just minding my herbs. Tell the sin that we reap what we sow. Planting heirloom seeds, rocks and grow. Love talking, taking action like birds. Be the family, hope you mind your herd. Uh huh.